Behind this door is another dimension. Welcome to Enter the Flow Zone podcast. This is the only podcast that teaches people the secrets of peak performance, positive psychology, and mindset mastery to help unlock your flow state. Here's your host, certified flow coach and international happiness consultant, Sumed Chatterjee. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Enter the Flow Zone podcast. I'm your host, Sumed Chatterjee. And if you're not already following the podcast, make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And today I have a special guest for you guys today. Now, before we bring her on, I wanted to mention a few couple of things. First and foremost, if you haven't gotten my book already, it's called TPM, also known as the Theatroplasticity Method. It is available on Amazon.com and Amazon.in, respectively. And if you guys do check out this book, basically, it is the core tenets or the philosophy that you can really start to live by, by really embodying and creating your own character and actually being able to step into the power of your own character and how you can create your own life like you would almost design a movie or a play. So it's using the combination of theater techniques, acting technology, as well as psychology wisdom and behavior change psychology. So if you are interested in that, definitely do check that out. So, you know, the a little bit of a backstory. So basically I met Odelia in Bennington College. So I've been in Bennington for four years of my life, right? And basically, you know, I don't bring people on this podcast who are just, you know, average people, right? I bring on people in this podcast who are definitely in a league of their own and they are different to others. So I was thinking a lot yesterday about this idea of how we create different circumstances and different frames of our reality. A frame is essentially the way that we see reality. And when someone is trying to get us to see something from their perspective, at times they're getting us to wear their goggles. If that makes sense, right? They're letting us borrow their goggles or their viewpoints of the world for a second. And all we're doing is we're just trying on those pair of goggles and seeing the world in that unique way. So that was something that I was just thinking about. Anywho, so basically, I bring on guest experts, guest experts, you could call them, in regards to flow states. So since I do know Odelia for a long time, you know, I decided I would bring her on to this show because of the fact that even after college, we have communicated and, you know, we've had a certain level of friendship after that fact that, you know, when you leave college, 
you have certain people that you don't reach out to again and that you kind of forget about and you don't text them for a really long time or you sort of stop contact with them in a sense. But, you know, Odelia is one of those kinds of people and I'm sure you're going to find out more from her today in terms of what she brings to the table. She's one of those kinds of people that you truly feel like you can open up with and you can share a lot. Like I'm a pretty private person. I would say my Scorpio nature is that way that I tend to kind of wear my heart on my sleeve in a sense and not really, you know, share what's going on internally and inside of me. But with her, it seemed very like, Oh, I can speak freely with her, you know, in a sense. So waiting on her now, she's going to join very soon. And let's see where we can bring this episode today. If you guys haven't read um, Be Water, My Friend, highly, highly recommend that book because it is absolutely fascinating and phenomenal speaking about the life of Bruce Lee. Now, this is one of the men that I deeply admire and humbly respect because he has a philosophy that aligns with my philosophy. And it's just completely engrossing. And you get this the viewpoint of being able to learn from the perspective of his daughter. And I know his daughter you know, has only been there for like, until she was like four years old. And then of course, till Bruce Lee's early demise, but we still have to understand that there, this, there is this genetic perspective here and this lineage aspect where she is keeping his teachings alive in a sense. And I think that that is ultimately very, very powerful So if you do have a chance, I mean, I'm not sponsored by this book or whatever, you know, this is a specifically a book which embodies the flow state very well. And that's actually one of the things that he talks about is embodying that flow state. So definitely do check that book out. So Odelia has just joined us. Oh my God, it's happening. Hey, what's happening? Can I, I want to pretend I'm in a nicer place. (laughs) <laughs> give, me, give me a second i have i have something <laughs> all right sure yeah i sort of gave the audience a little bit of a background you know a little bit oh that's so cool <laughs> i love it still not hold on <laughs> take two mark take two go <laughs> okay exactly where i need to be but not when so. awesome I- Hi. I don't even know. I didn't work for you. What's up? How are you? <laughs> great, great. It's great to speak with you. So I was just telling the audience, you know, that I know you from a really long time, you know, since Bennington. And the fact is that, you know, generally, you know, you forget about certain people. You're like, I'm not going to text this person back or whatever, like after you leave college. But then you yeah. were one of those people that I was like, man, like, I need to reconnect with you because I need that upbeat energy. You know what I mean? And I I wanted that sense of like, you know, you were really like a person that I could deeply just open up with in a sense, because 
I am a pretty private person. Like I don't open up with a lot of people, you know, but, but when we had conversations, we would just like send voice messages back and forth and stuff like that throughout, you know, the time our friendship has evolved, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's cool to finally, you know, reconnect and have you on the show and, you know, just kind of reflecting on that. So it's awesome of you to join us and, you know, waiting to hear from your perspective. He's lying, everyone. You could cut this part out. You be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way about you. I remember, you know, you actually, guys, you have to know this about him. He was going to be an actor. Yeah. But his parents Very said, true. no, you have to be a doctor. You remember you did that like one bit in someone's house? I think it was mm-hmm. like, I don't remember the name of the house. I remember who was there. There was this guy, Alec, who looked like, like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jake. It was like a stand up, right? Was it a stand up? Yeah, he was routine? so good. You're yeah. like, I parents want to be an actor. And they're like, no, you want to be a doctor. It's like, doctor, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the accent completely off. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm glad that we're in touch. I yeah. wanted to go on your retreats. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So tell the audience a little bit about you and, you know, how you started on this whole, you know, yoga journey in a sense. Like, how oh, did that wow. start for you? Um, I was a, a film student at Drexel University. Mm-hmm. And I wanted very badly to own my own production company. I, um, I had all, all these ideas and I just, you know, I, very anal about them. Like it has to come out exactly like my vision, not realizing that a film is made like three times. Screenwriter's mm-hmm. room, the writer's room, the production and then post, always a different mm-hmm. story that's coming out. Um, and then I went to LA and I had a very passive aggressive bosses, not the ones that I, I always talk about these one, this one boss that I've had because I love her so much. But before her, I had very passive aggressive bosses mm-hmm. um, who were like these women who are very proud to own a, you know, production company and talent management agency. And mm-hmm. I felt like they were like rubbing their, their womanhood in my face. Instead of like, as a woman, I want to say like, as a human, I want to succeed. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. when you put, much attention on something you kind of take away from the true like equality and casualness of like what that's supposed to feel like yeah um but i remember they were very passive aggressive and i'm israeli jewish american like like new yorker like all like mm. three of those things right there we don't do that <laughs> it's very direct. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i got kicked out of work and I made, they made it sound like an option um I don't know. I guess I didn't fit in very well, but it's okay. It's just that I didn't know how to handle it at the time because I told them my first day of work, I was like, I, you know, if there's anything I can improve on, please tell me directly. I don't, I told them, I was like, I don't understand code, which you should not say, but I said, I don't don't understand code. Like if you could just tell me like straightforwardly, like I could improve myself both for you and for me. And they kind of gave me this fake smile and made me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and told me, you know what? It's okay. Just go. Like just, go do your thing like half of this we'll see you tomorrow okay so I went to this hot yoga sculpt studio because I was um not into yoga I thought yoga was boring and slow and sometimes it's slow does not make it boring Mm. but I remember just like I was like waiting for this for anything you know you can't in Los Angeles like where I was uh, for like those uh that bit of time Mm -hmm. there's um you're always in a car you're always in a like to get anywhere for like 40 plus minutes. Um, very hard to meet people because of that. And 
I don't know. I was just, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't want to like gain weight, just eating my feelings. So I was thinking, I was like, what do I do? And it, it's, you know, it's okay. As long as you're like leading a healthy lifestyle, but I didn't know mm. how to do that at the time. So yeah. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a hot yoga studio. You shed five pounds of like water weight the first week. We'll, we'll mm. be set. That was one of my goals. I was like, get mm. rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now me and him are very happy together. We're, you know, we live alone. For, for the people listening, <laughs> she's talking about her double chin. I am. <laughs> you know what? It comes in different. It depends, like, what angle yeah. you're in and how, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I don't know. I just, I went to this hot yoga yeah. studio thinking, like, that's a very energetic yoga and I can't stay in, still in a pose for a long time. Mm. I think, like, this is not a... Medically, no one speaks about this, but I feel like it's the most casual piece of knowledge that like every Israeli ever has ADHD. So like, I was like, I can't stay like this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I went to this class. Um, I don't remember the woman's name, but she had like kind of like wavy blonde hair and like some mm-hmm. like turquoise in it. And she was teaching. And you go in, it's like a wave of heat and everyone's cheering each other on when you're going through the poses with like light dumbbells, cord cardio. And you're like, it's, it's like, wow, like the energy is like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, with the music. And I remember I fell in love. I was like, wow. Like, I remember literally whimpering into the ceiling. I was like, oh, like the, all of the emotion, like all mm. of the adrenaline rush was a huge release after. And I just felt like all the layers of like, of bullshit around my personality and things I don't like about myself and other people like kind of mm. imposed on me just completely like peeled off like an onion. And I, I could breathe. I was like the raw, genuine Odelia from before, you know, all the years that I've gave given me like less of a pureness it's almost like you think you you, you have to find yourself like you just have to access yourself you're somewhere in here you know mm-hmm. um True. so i fell in love with hot yoga sculpt and didn't think i would meet anyone in la because of the very differing personalities then i made friends i've made friends with all the arabs because it's like is arabs israelis we're all in the same place in the same vibe. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah i, I um i did they asked me if i want to be a teacher do a teacher training and i thought what do I have to do in the weekend? So six hours every Saturday, six hours every Sunday, I was at this uh, class and, and I like just had like, a, I practically had a meltdown the first two classes that I was supposed to teach. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. and now I just, I love it. I feel like it's not, I'm not your teacher. It's almost like when we're together, we're just like, like we're lifting each other up. And then, you know, it's just mm-hmm. such a, you feel accepted. You're like, you could be anything. You don't even have to do it with me. You could just do your thing. Like <laughs> be here in the energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's I like a you. transmission vibe yeah you're like sort of yeah. like yeah you're you're like giving your energy to the to the other person yeah it's so true okay. and you know we're always eternal students as well you know so we just keep learning like different tools or like new asanas or whatever so it's like yeah that's powerful i remember going through a couple of your videos on instagram and like feeling that very adrenaline <laughs> that you're speaking of so <laughs> it totally I totally know what you're talking about. Um, so this podcast is called Enter the Flow Zone. So we just want to know, like, you know, what is a way that you maintain that flow state? I know yoga is the obvious answer here. To, <laughs> but no. what are some ways in which that you, like, that maybe might be uncommon that you, you know, access that state a little bit? Yeah. So actually, that's that's a really good question. It's not... Yeah. I, it, I know a lot of people have such a misconception of yoga. It's very, um, it's just like if you strip any kind of anything you've thought about it before, even if you're right, like whatever it is, I don't care. Just like let it go, you know? Um, yeah. It's a mentality. The, the poses, that's just the yoga poses. They don't, 
they're they're nothing in this grand scheme of like what you're trying to do like you could be it's like i'm just trying to think about like judaism like it's like you can have a really good religion and then some of the followers not all of them i love being jewish um could you know follow just the the actual steps and completely ignore the whole principle and the same thing with yoga it's not Mm. um it's not about how you dress or how far you could go into your pose it's about like it's about inside just thinking coming in with an open mind the whole principle is to be open and present and playful like Mm. you don't have to be playful you don't have to hold on to it like am i doing this right does this look bad am i falling like no one cares no one cares if you're falling out of a pose they don't care if they're falling out of a pose in the ideal world you're connected Mm. with your breath you know you're just you inhale and you you feel you feel maybe your stomach expand as you inhale Mm. exhale you feel it contract it's just about really paying attention to your breath if you could pay attention to your breath your um your breath and your drishti, so your gaze, then you're you're there. You have to be present. You don't have to be judgmental. You literally just have to be present. You could fall out. You could even decide, you know what, this is it for me. Like I'm gonna stay on my mat for a while. I'm gonna come back when I'm ready. And that's perfect. It's listening to your body as opposed to telling your body what to do. Like come from a place of curiosity, not of authority, because then nothing's fun and everything's like a struggle. And you're not supposed to struggle through. You're supposed to just like breathe and like connect and listen, you know? Yeah. The ego's like, we don't need an ego. We don't have an ego in this class. Yeah. That, that, that's what I would say. Leave your egos outside. Yeah. yeah <laughs> definitely. No, awesome. really. I'm with you. So that's awesome. And I love the way that you describe that specifically, like this idea of playfulness and curiosity. I would say mm-hmm. that it's almost like you're accessing that childlike part of you in a sense as well. And yeah. You know, that's important to state because as adults, when we talk about play, we always refer to like sexuality, like sex adult play, right? But we don't mm-hmm. think of like adults, like, you know, crawling around doing stretches on the floor and, you know, like we don't think of yeah. that automatically. So to, to redefine that for adults and to be able to have fun and to play again, I think that's really crucial, specifically in a time where people are going into panic and stress and, you know, all these, um, mental worlds right rather than actually embodying their experience through presence as you mentioned so yeah it's it's powerful um in terms of what you shared there and an open mind like definitely an important thing to have right a lot of people um maybe are are in their own kind of world and they're unwilling to put on different hats or see from different perspectives so I agree I just I think that people are so they're so focused on perfection it's almost so stressful to think that it will be anything less than perfect you know if you're Mm. but that that comes from a controlling place you can't control anything and the moment you let that control go you find out all the different possibilities and the perfection you were looking for kind of innately like appears because this is just what we we could have happened you know like we could have had it's not it's so it's so counterintuitive it yeah it's a paradox you know? yeah it is for sure for sure it's like this uh, what bruce lee says is unnatural naturalness or natural unnaturalness right or like um this instinct along with this mechanical side right yeah so, like if you have one you might be just unscientific but if you have the other then you become like a robot 
So you need a little yeah. bit of both to be able to truly be in that flow or that pocket. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really powerful that, you know, you have this discipline, you kind of know the poses and all the rules and you have the practitioner training, but then there's also this aspect of just like having fun with it, creating these transmissions, this playful vibes and just letting go and surrendering to the moment. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. So if you had to give, let's say your younger self advice, right? Like before you began any of this yoga journey or any of that, right? You could like yeah. time travel back. Like what is like one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self that would save you maybe a, like, you know, give you a learning curve, like help you in that moment? Let's say in your teens. I would give myself the advice and then I would screw it up anyway. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> No, really, because everyone's okay. heard this advice and no one does it. Yeah. Um, we only do it when it's in that moment that's like it's supposed to be done. And that's not true. It's literally through everything. It's a mentality. It's a state of being. But um, mm -hmm. I tell myself, uh, it's going to sound a little weird, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell myself, <laughs> okay. it's okay. You're a good girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> we like sometimes tell myself that. I'm like, it's okay. I'm a good girl. I meant well. You're like, or maybe I didn't yeah. mean well, but like, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good person. <laughs> it's like, you have to yeah. be able to let things go and like, don't don't strive for perfection it's not because i just wish i was i allowed myself to enjoy things while i did them you know mm. um, i just it's not even it's something between enjoying something and enjoying yourself like really if you could get lost in i actually i did origami uh on these napkins i tried to make mm -hmm. paper cranes a few months ago and it was the first time in maybe a decade that i, really, I just <laughs> It's matter. I got like so in it. Like I, the first three, I was like pressing YouTube like back and forth, back and forth, so many mm -hmm. times. And then I just started doing it on automat. Like I was on autopilot, and I was like mm -hmm. not even mentally present. And I forgot how to zone out before that. Like I really forgot how to zone out. I just yeah. felt excited. I felt like I loved myself so much. And I think mm -hmm. if you let yourself get lost in an activity, instead of thinking where you have to be or are you like, it's not about where you are, or where you have to be. It's just about like go through the motions, let yourself zone out, let yourself like recharge and like actually yeah. enjoy the process. You know, totally. like if you, if you got a D in a class in high school and college will not make a difference. It's the knowledge you acquired, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I like what you said about going through the motions. It's like, you know, we can think about the overwhelming task of like, for instance, I have a treadmill in my home, right? If I think about getting on the treadmill, I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> but if I, for instance, put on like one sock and then one gym shoe over it, you know, I'm going through the motions and yeah. then it's e much easier to stack. You know, it just becomes yeah. like a process. It becomes autopilot, like you said, through that right. whole origami exactly. process. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just the world would be less overwhelming and we would be less debilitated. Right? We would actually be so much more productive and that much closer to like the success that we imagine for ourselves if we didn't feel so like, oh, it's too much. Just yeah. like, do the one thing. You know, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I micro commitments. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. So, in a sense, what was that? Sorry, I cut you off. I just wanted to know how do you flow? What's your? I didn't. Yeah. You're asking me questions, and I want to know like your take on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Um. Personally, I have a lot of different ways that I do it. I like to freestyle rap. Uh, as one of them. That's one of the ways that I access that state. 
because basically it's like your subconscious mind coming out you know it's like you're just allowing whatever rhymes needs to come out and like attached to the next word and you make mistakes along the way but then you sort of you know hop on the mistake it depends on what you do when you make a mistake or you you know trip up over your rhyme so it's like you mess up and then you find okay what i do after this is what's gonna make it better yeah it's like that choice right so i love that um i love ecstatic dancing just like putting on music through headphones or just like in my home just like solo raving it you know just getting into the flow in that way um that's awesome i've been recently doing uh some calisthenics and stuff so that's been really cool to be able to tap into that and access the flow state in that way it's almost like through that process i'm tapping much more into like an animal side it's like a primal self which is quite cool and different to access it's almost like i imagine like a tiger or something right in that sense um and i have lots of different ways that i flow and i teach people you know through breath work and you know meditation different ways to do that but those are probably my primary few ones and bioenergetics if you haven't heard of that basically it's like it's quite an interesting practice where it's also great for trauma release, but basically it's like through a lot of different types of movements. And I love the bow spring. It's like a backbend. It's kind of similar to a yoga backbend, right? But basically what you do is like you start shaking. And as you start shaking, you, you hold that position and it almost takes all the, all the stuff you've been repressing down. It brings it all up. And so it's like, it's like you dealing with the fear and it's very uncomfortable, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I try and push myself to, to challenge myself. Uh, like I'm getting up at four every day uh, for this like past month or so. And I've been like, you know, doing cold showers, all of the things that I feel like I want to move away from, like, that's what I'm practicing. Right. Yes, is, exactly. Which is do great. On, <laughs> do you put on before you go into the, like before you go into like this, do you really call out that Rita? I should now that you mention it. <laughs> make it more like you'll, you'll ease into it. You're like, wait, this is familiar. Yeah. It's like throwback Thursday, flashback Friday. We got this. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I I do remember that like the Har no one's talking about the Harlem Shake anymore, are they? But I saw it once recently. <laughs> It was kind of exciting. I was like, maybe we're back. <laughs> we're back? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this idea of, you know how there's deja vu, right? Mm -hmm. There's an opposite version of that, which is called vuja day that I recently came across. <laughs> and okay, apparently... made up, okay? <laughs> it sounds very made up. You're right. <laughs> okay. But anyway, the, the idea behind it is like pretty cool in the sense that you're you're experiencing something very familiar mm -hmm. but you're looking at it in a completely new way so i've thought about this right i'm doing kind of similar types of workouts or like you know taking a cold shower every day but every single day it's different because i'm looking through the perspective of that present moment oh. and so it's like it doesn't become a routine anymore right it becomes like what can I refine in this? Or like, what can I, how can I see this differently? So 
yeah, that's that's kind of like an interesting way that I've been looking at rituals. I call them rituals now rather than routines, right? I changed the word around, right? That's literally it though. That's 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 how you're supposed to treat yoga and like everything you do. Like that that's what you're doing. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, that the and, and doesn't yoga mean like like a, a sense of oneness as far as I know. I'm a I mean to it yoke. mean to yoke, right? To to get back to that sense of oneness. So anybody who experiences that oneness is technically a yogi. Um mm-hmm. So like your, on your body are being kind of like, like they were to yoke. They, I was, they were telling us um, when I took my uh, teacher training yeah. that it's like when you see cattle and they have the cattle have like a, I guess I, don't, I forget what it's called. That might be what a yoke is. <laughs> that it like kind of like takes them together um, okay. when they're moving forward. So that would be like, that would be what it is. It's like we're we're being guided together. We're, we're guiding. We're. Mm. there's a very eloquent way of saying it that i just don't have right now but that's cool guided (laughs) together yeah towards wholeness yeah yeah that's really empowering i mean for anybody who's because you know whenever i've experienced any kind of stress or panic you Mm -hmm. know it's given me a lot of like safety knowing that i'm connected to everything right knowing that there's some kind of you know, higher power there to protect me. Like, and it can be a very practical practice, but also like, I feel like yoga can be a very ritual practice, right? It's very, it can be very symbolic and it can be very meaningful for a lot of different people. And yeah, speaking of like yoga sculpts, talk to me about some of those differences because it's like, you have the very slow motion yoga that you do this like amping it up. So yeah. Talk to me about the difference between that and like how you've kind of experienced both. And yeah. I think the difference is, mm, I think it's honestly just the routine. Like there's, or there's something in the etiquette. I know that in the quieter yoga, like I want to say like Hatha, I'm, I'm not as well versed in all the different kinds. I know like some of the main mm-hmm. ones, but you know, there's ones where you're supposed to be kind of quiet and you go slowly and mm-hmm. you're with the class. I know in power yoga and yoga sculpt, like we really, and especially when it's in a hot room, like the hot yoga sculpt and in India, you don't really need to do that because you just go outside and it's hot. So it's yeah. just called. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about, like, my very poor attempt to make an Indian accent earlier, and I feel like it was a little bit <laughs> ancient, like, like, But, yeah, no, we're just very, we're all about, like, allowing the energy to be shared in the room, allowing, but there's yoga that almost feels like you could do it alone, and it's just as, it would be the same doing it alone or in a group, because you're not there to build off each other's energies, right, as two different people. You're just, like, yeah. Right? Just connect to your breath and slowly and don't make a scene in front of everyone. <laughs> don't make a scene, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally. don't but then there's Kundalini yoga, which doesn't have even any, like the poses, I, I, my, my former boss, the one that I like, and she's, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's really amazing. So she, um, when I say former, I mean, it was like years ago, but she's amazing. Julia Verdon. She, uh, I was with her in LA and my second to last day of work, she gave me like she took me to yoga uh, kundalini class. She's like, yeah, you know, like a go away present. I was like, ah, I love you. Like, mm-hmm. But we didn't even really do yoga poses. We did like cat and cow for a second. And then we like 
did all these like weird things, whatever you felt like doing with your hands and whatever. And she told you, um, okay, now like run around the room in circles and make weird faces at each other and start laughing. I was like, I can't laugh on purpose. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And it's like, I felt awkward. <laughs> I felt like this is fake for me. But like other people were like, ha, ha, ha. Like they were happy. Like they were really happy. And you're just mm. letting your face do all these things. It's, it's almost like yeah. each one has its own etiquette. They're all, yoga is a language, right? And yoga is language. And then like all the different languages. Like you have Arabic, you have Spanish, you have Russian, you have that. Everything. It's, um, I don't know. I guess it's just they're all different languages of the same who that mean the same thing. Like you've read yeah, the alchemist. Yeah. I, I feel like you have. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> okay. So you were talking about the, like the language of all things, right? The, the soul of the world. So I feel like yoga almost in a way, and I don't want to cheapen either of them. I feel mm. like in a way it's almost like the soul of the world. And now we're just trying to, to read it and how they have different kinds of books on it and this, and we have to almost like put more meaning into everything than there is. And it's really this simple. Like it's all yeah. written in the philosopher's stone, you know? totally so, yeah i i don't know i just feel like those are different ways of of uh expressing it almost you're like you're expressing the soul of the world through yourself when you when you practice the mentality of yoga and then mm. it, you put it in all different kinds of like yoga styles i could be talking yeah. out of my ass like who knows you know like i can't don't take anything i say as <laughs> as this like take it with a grain of salt <laughs> yeah. yeah everything with a grain of salt exactly um <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, human beings are meaning making machines. I love saying that meaning making machines. And, and, so, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, we can try to make it more complex than it is. But I think through the simplification process of it, it makes it much more accessible to more people. Yeah. And then a lot more people can just access their true selves or their authentic selves or their best selves through that practice or through that process. And, you know, if I think about it, I'm almost like thinking of yoga in the sense of, okay, that is our natural state. And we've actually been conditioned to think otherwise. Mm -hmm. Right. So <laughs> you're going to say something, right? So I know. So like, wait, let me finish this thought. So, so this idea of like, um, you're putting yourself into these contortions and flexible positions, right? Because life will do that to you already. But then you're doing it so you're preparing for the contortions, as a metaphor, I'm saying, very poetically. But I think that there's something about it that it becomes almost like a sandbox where you're like, you're landing on the safe pavement by doing these practices mm -hmm. because yeah, life will contort you into all sorts of strange shapes, but you've got to get out of it and you've got to breathe through it and you've got to be present and all these things. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to say <laughs> before I'm you so lose sorry. the thought. You got me so hyped because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, you, you access your inner self that way. I love, I, love that you have to kind of like practice in the sandbox field like okay i'm safe i'm not gonna actually get hurt if you know we don't have that pavement threshold we just want to fit in and then you yeah. can just like bring it back out to the real world and be like look at what i found like grab my hand you know <laughs> yeah. um, but i'm just thinking about the first time i took a bikram class mm. i remember that was again i was also like that was before i was 19 when i took a bikram class for the first time mm. and that's when i found out that summer i was like going through my 
my cousin's desktop internet and I was like okay because I was in Israel I was like okay well, how can I like get him back into shape when I get home I have a different mentality now than I did then but um, I found again Bikram yoga hot yoga five pounds of water weight get lost in the first week I was like we could do that so I went and I I um my first class of thinking like I need to lose weight and I need to look sexy naked and all these different things that I had in my mind like I mm-hmm. I was like I need to be in shape so like also my period doesn't hurt so much the first two days like there's so many different things that I was like this is important to me yeah um we're laying down on the floor in Supta Vata Knasana and I'm gonna do that for anyone who doesn't know it's like you put your feet together knees mm. out and you're just you're not gonna see me but you lay down right mm. first first part of the class first two minutes one hand on your heart and one hand on your stomach and I just remember she said, inhale, lift your stomach up. Mm. And I didn't know. I was like, what? Lift it up? I used to suck in when I, when I mm. breathed in, you know? But that's something that I, I always thought, like, you have to, like, make yourself a pack when you inhale yeah. and exhale, let yeah. it go. But no. You're supposed, we were conditioned to breathe otherwise. If you see any baby before they were conditioned out of it, they inhale, your, their entire ribs expand. Like, everything comes in. The stomach lifts. And, and then they exhale, comes back down. So I started realizing, okay, so I've been breathing wrong and I've been thinking that like I'm supposed to strengthen my core and my inhale. Nope. Um, and it almost, I remember the first two minutes, I just, any other reasons I came to class for completely like gone, you know, I just, I was like, this feels amazing. I'm here for this, for this feeling right now. So I love what you said, because I just, I remember having that first experience where it's like, I was taken out of the world I knew or thought I knew. I was like, oh, these are the possibilities and this is what can be and I could always feel this good, you know? That was, that was like impactful for me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's something also about being a facilitator, I'm sure that really brings you a sense of like fulfillment as well as community. I know that originally you were doing these events, these social events where you're bringing people you know, like wine and yoga and like that, like, you know, it, it's such a awesome thought to be able to like connect people through this one activity. So talk to me a little bit about that kind of connection or that networking nature and group flow that okay. really, you know, what is, what is it about that that inspires you? Um, it's, it's more that I was raised in a house that loves to host. So yeah. I always made sure that everyone feels comfortable. Like my whole family, we just want everyone to feel super comfortable and super welcome. My mom loves to bring the most random combination of people to the house. And it's almost like, okay, so how did we make everyone fit together? <laughs> and, and it works. They're so, they're like, everyone's lovely, but they're finally like, we, we all find like a way to, you know, connect. So I, don't th- I think yoga and wine in the same time is sacrilegious because then you're not present. Then you're just tipsy and it's okay to fall over a pose, but fall over because you, you're going to fall over, not because you got drunk and like, you <laughs> right. know, <Yeah. laughs> stay safe. Um, so I want people to be present, but I feel like connecting them through class. Like I make my students high five when it, there's no pandemic. Uh, like I make them high five and get into like really weird poses, make weird faces at each other. Like sometimes I make them hug. I'm really weird in class, like, but then I make them be weird and they kind of get out of that feeling of like, wait, what if I'm judged or do I have to judge? So like everyone just laughs together. And it's, that's not like so much that I did that. It's like, I was part of that and they were part of that. And we all did that together, you know? Um, so I feel like they, they come out already. They already had this adrenaline rush together. They built this energy together. They didn't start off with the energy. They didn't even know each other before the class. 
they, after the class, before the wine, I feel like everyone's like this, like this, like they're all best friends, you know? It's almost like everyone starts talking, like there's no, oh, so, um, so there's no niceties. It's all very like, oh, like, and this is the most casual, like best friend conversation or whatever. And then I give them wine, get them drunk, make sure they get home safe. It's like, <laughs> we just have a nice little uh, get together for everyone yeah. wants to stay out. Yeah. I like, you know, the network, not network as like a, it's not a business thing. It could be that, but it's more mm. like, getting together and extending that like warm feeling of connection and not feeling like this is transactional. Thank you for mm -hmm. class. Now go be on your way. Like I still care about you. Let me like my, one of my, one of my students made everyone a uh, food salad. He literally was like, okay, Odelia, like, cause I told him, I was like, I can't carry all these weights. And I'm trying to be resourceful here. So I told mm -hmm. him, okay, we're going to like use fruits instead of weights, which in hindsight maybe wasn't the best idea. Cause if you have something squishy, like in here, you're not <laughs> making as much of muscle as if you're doing this. So, right. right. Like this is better. But like, I made everyone use fruits and I brought so many oranges and he brought bananas and he like started, but he made everyone like watermelon and like all these things. Yeah. He's like, yeah, good. You bring the oranges, I bring this. I'm going to make everyone fruits. And I was like, wow. And you're paying me for class. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they generally love each other. It becomes an actual like friend get together. You didn't have to bring a friend you could, but like you've made a friend, you know? I think that's mm. important. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that quality of adding to the fun is what generates more flow right in, in theater yeah. we used to have that rule of yes and right in, in improv yeah. mm -hmm. so like you you kill a scene by saying no to something or rejecting it or resisting it it's like you add to it's like two rivers meeting that river is going to be more powerful mm -hmm. and that's like the beauty of a powerful or deep meaningful conversation with someone right and what you've done i think is like you've made people almost like soften themselves like they're not walking around with their egos like on guard armored up you know like i have yeah. to be this specific way oh i'm not supposed to be like that in this situation it's sort of like all that is gone and that's what i think also generates that community and that connection as you're speaking so yeah, it's really powerful to be that connector. You know, that's really awesome work. Um, and yeah, I think it's really impactful in terms of that. And so talk to me about, you know, where, what are your ideas about, you know, what kind of an impact you want to have with, with your, your business or let's say this, this practice of yours, like where, where do you see it going and, and what is the, like the big, you know, aspiration there? Okay. Um, so I've like actually thought over my 10 year plan, five to one year. Yeah. Um, first, firstly, I wanted to make New York a little less lonely one yoga class at a time. And it turned mm -hmm. into something a little bit bigger. Um, I started writing blogs. Uh, I guess I'm trying to help people, I don't, something about either being more compassionate to yourself or like feeling like, oh, I'm not the only one going through this, whatever it is, right? Like there's so many, mm -hmm. I, f I don't know. So I, I feel like that's almost like my, another um, aspect of this whole like connection to yourself. And sometimes you just need like an outlet, right? Whether it's verbal, whether it's through yoga, whether it's like through writing. So I, I like to express myself like, um, like that so I've, I've been writing blogs right now 
Um, it's on my Instagram bio if you guys want to see, but <laughs> if you want to add to it, I don't know. But um, I, I was thinking in the future, there, it would be nice to have retreats and just not just like a yoga retreat. I want to help people uh, instead of body, mind and spirit. I think about physical, emotional and financial stability because I don't care how many massages you get and how much yoga you do. I genuinely think that if you don't, um, if you don't feel stable, like you don't feel like you could afford the life you want to live or for the world you live in, you're always going to have so much stress looming over you, you know? So I I want to kind of like get all aspects of like what we have to deal with. Mm. Um, I was hoping to make a retreat with you someday. So so that's like something I want to add in. Um, This isn't happening anytime soon, but I'm also thinking about making a nice little like workout line, like a yoga Mm. line. Um, where the clothes are super playful and you have like an inside joke with them. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm working on that idea right now, actually. But it's just that, and I was, there was a lot of uh, virtual classes before. Now it's just kind of um, by appointment because I don't want to make a whole schedule and then everyone has such a crazy schedule. It's a little hard to like bring yeah. everyone together. So we'll see. It's like, it's awesome. very, I'm just kind of flowing with life right now. And yes. anyone who needs it or wants it, I'm here for you. Just like write yeah. to me. I'll like, I'll reach out back, you know? Yeah. You just got to spread your gospel, you know, just keep doing your thing. Awesome. Amazing. So if you had one message that you could scream through a megaphone and you know, the entire universe could hear it, like, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. I feel like you put me on the spot. I'm not ready with that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I already know the answer. Like, okay, go. Joke. I want to like knock. I, I'm gonna, can I tell you about Jehovah? It's like I don't know. <laughs> I just kidding. I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Nothing against them. I I don't know. I like, have I, an answer for you. If, if say you it. Say it's it it's what's on your yoga mat. Oh oh yeah. Wait, <laughs> people. I made this. I made this myself. My friend really helped me. Actually, she she did my my first website. Yeah. But there, it's written with yoga yoga letters person in a yoga pose yeah oh that's wonderful exactly where i need to be and it's pretty cool because you could sit in it and feel like an awesome ass person um i think that's it that's the mantra that we got to end on because it's like that's so powerful that's so powerful (laughs) thanks for yelling that to the universe for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll be like your megaphone guy like your hype man yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly where you need where i need to be yeah i'm exactly yeah it's very oh, so grounding. It is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I'm sure I might have you on again sometime or, you know, if you want to collaborate, let's keep doing this. It's awesome to speak with you. And yeah, how can people reach out to you? How can they find you? This is your chance to like plug yourself. Okay, guys. Um, so I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. It's yoga break one zero one. It's Y O G A B R E A K one zero one. I won the spelling bee in eighth grade. No big deal. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always, I'm always plugged in. Like it's, it's on notification. So I will get your message and I will find mm. you. And I'll answer you. I felt like the guy from taken. Cool. <laughs> I'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm happy to answer questions or, you know, do something, talk to me. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, have an amazing rest of your day. I believe you have a dinner and uh, yeah, have an amazing day. 
Thank and you, may, so good to see you. Yes, and I want to say, may the flow be with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. If you enjoyed this Flow Awakening episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow at Flowzone Academy on Instagram. That's at F-L-O-Z-O-N-E-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. May the flow be with you and stay legendary. Until next time, Flowmies.